0: And um, we're going to talk about, and you can go ahead and turn with me in your Bible to Matthew chapter uh, 21. And um, Pastor Trent, can can I get a little bit of room here? I'm a big guy, so sometimes I I, I don't want to hit I don't want to hit stuff. Um, thank you. Um, go ahead and turn to Matthew ch- 21. This morning is Palm Sunday. Blake, can you bring me my my tree here? Thank you. Anybody got palm trees in your yard? Anybody? How many of you hate dealing with palm trees? (laughs) Come on somebody. I've had to trim these things. I've never had palm trees in my yard until the house that we bought two years ago here in Strathy, and we moved in and we had four palm trees and I had more palm trees than what I know what to do with. We took one out because the squirrels took it over and so we had to move them out. (laughs) we've We've got three palm trees left. We've got two date palms in our backyard and uh, this is a branch off of that. I, I called Cannon last night while I was up here studying. I said, hey, son, I said, go cut me off a, a branch off, off one of our palm trees and bring it to me. And he brought it. And actually, this is half of the branch. I actually had to cut this thing in half. It was so big. I said, man, I can't deal with all that. That's like an entire tree. And so I cut it in half and brought it in. And just, just as a commemoration, today is Palm Sunday, and and what's that all about? It's it's really we're going to look at the story of Jesus entering into Jerusalem uh, as what's called the triumphant entry. You know, this 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 uh, starting of Holy Week. It's almost uh, this this leading up to the death of Jesus on Friday, and uh, and so Palm Sunday is, is is the beginning of of this week. And so I was, I was looking at these branches. And um, we have another type of palm tree in our front yard, Um, and it is a little bit different uh, tree because it has these spikes on it. Anybody, you got the spiky kind of palm tree? Anybody know? I call it the death tree. All right, because that's what it is. When I go to trim it up, and I'm cutting these branches, and they're kind of swinging down, I'm like dodging. You know, these—it's like a baseball bat with nails on the end of it, right? And I'm just dodging, right? And it's—it's—it's—it's dangerous. But I begin to think about that. I begin to think about, you know, what if? I don't know what kind of tree was used to make the crown of thorns, but man, I look at that and I say, if they've had these kind of trees over there, this possibly could be something of the sort because those those thorns are so big. And and the spikes off that thing and just it's massive. And I and I thought about you know Jesus started the week riding in to Jerusalem uh, with people waving palm branches and uh, throwing palm branches on the ground and shouting Hosanna in the highest. And uh, so I want us to look at that. I'm going to lay down my palm tree here, and I want you to go with me to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 21. Now before I go there, um, anybody remember 1987? Anybody remember 1987? A few of us remember 1987. Some of y'all said, I, I've never seen 1987. I wasn't even thought of in 1987. 1987, I was in middle school. And uh, CNN was kind of had started early in the 80s. And there was, um, there was a story that was being played on CNN in uh, 1987. Um, there was a little girl. Uh, she was 18 months old. And she toddled her way. Into a a well, she fell down the shaft of a well. Anybody remember now? Some of y'all remember. Her name was Jessica McClure, and um, she fell down this well at 18 months old, and um, she wedged her. She got wedged down there about 22 feet underground in this narrow little shaft, and so the rescuers are desperately trying to work to get to her. And figure out how to bring her up, and so they start pumping oxygen down in to make sure she stays out, you know she, she can breathe. Um, and some of the rescuers are there just talking to her. And there's, there was one rescuer in particular that remembered that as he talked to her, that she would make noises that she, sometimes she would cry, and sometimes she would just kind of moan. and then there would be times that she would sing little nursery rhymes, uh, that she would sing Winnie the Pooh. You know, and so he would sing Winnie the Pooh with her to try to get her to just stay calm and um, he could tell that there were times when the equipment that they were trying to dig to her would start up and and she would get a little agitated because he could hear it in her voice and um, and so they had to dig they could not go down into the shaft that she was in. Um, they had to dig a parallel shaft beside the one that she was in, and they dug all the way down and actually went underneath her and dug sideways uh, after they got down past underneath her and dug si- a tunnel uh, to her to be able to pull her out. And I remember this. This is a, you know just an iconic photo here. How many of you guys remember this? You know, seeing this. And I remember seeing this. I was in seventh grade watching this. I'm like, this is amazing. You know? And and they pull her out and um, it's an amazing story. She's, she's, she's probably, uh, you know, about 30-something years old now. Um, and she has her own two kids. Um, I think she still lives in Texas. But what was amazing about the story, what I didn't realize about the story, was that she did not know anything about this. She didn't remember this event and didn't know anything about this until years later. She was watching Rescue 911. Anybody remember that show, Rescue 911? She was watching Rescue 911, and they had an episode on, on her rescue. And she saw it, and that's when she found out, that's me. That was me. And how amazing is that, that she went all that time not realizing that she was the one that was rescued, not realizing that she had been in need of rescue, and someone had gone after her to rescue her. See, I don't think that's too much unlike the story that we're going to look at today, that we are a people that are in need of rescue that we are a people that are in desperate need of a Savior. And I think that's what we see here in this story in Matthew. So I want us to go to Matthew chapter 21, beginning in, in verse 1. This is what we find. So now, when they drew near to Bethpage, the Mount, to the Mount of Olives, there Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied in a colt with her. Untie them. And bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and He will send them at once. Now, I've always thought about this, and I thought, Did Jesus set that up beforehand? I really hope He did, you're right. <laughs> you know, we got Grand Theft Donkey here. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Jesus set it up beforehand, though, right? Don't use this this scripture going over to your neighbor's house trying to get their truck or anything like that. The Lord says he has need of it. I need the keys to your Silverado. Uh, Don't think it's going to work. The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, and a colt the foal of a beast of burden." And the disciples went and did as Jesus directed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt and put them on their cloaks, and put, put on them their cloaks. And he sat on them. Most of the crowd sp- spread their cloaks on the road. And others cut branches from trees, as we see the, the palm branches, branches from trees, and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? This word Hosanna that they were crying out, this word Hosanna or Hoshanah,, is, as uh, I'm told, means save us, please. This is basically a translation of it. Save us. Save us, please. Or rescue us. And um, these people that were yelling this out, what they were doing was actually, this is kind of hearkening back. They were pulling from the Old Testament. And if you go to Psalm 118, Psalm 118, you can see in verse 25, it says, Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. And so, remember, we we talked about we need the Old Testament. We cannot disconnect the New Testament from the Hebrew Scriptures. We cannot make a disconnect there and say, well, all we need is, because they're they're tied together. They're, They're bound together. And so, the people are calling back to the Psalms and they're saying, Hosanna in the highest. Save us. Rescue us. See, i 've always wondered, and I, I, I used to think that it was weird that when Jesus was riding in that people would cheer him on Sunday and then on Friday they would crucify him and I thought how fickle could people be how how two faced can people be that they would swing so far from in, in, in just less than a week uh, to cheering praises to wanting to kill someone and and but I think now I have a little bit better understanding that these are not the same group of people, that the group of people who were cheering for him was not the group of people later on who would jeer at him and want him crucified. See, I think we find two group of people in this story, and the two group of people that we find in this story, the first ones are the ones who know they need to be rescued, right? There are some people you don't have to tell them that they're messed up. There are some people you don't have to tell them that they have issues and that they have problems. There are some people they just know, hey, you look at me and I am a mess, right? Uh, there are some some of us we can just know we just say hey listen I'll just be straight up with you my life's not perfect my stuff's not not worked out I don't have it all together I need a savior I need a rescuer so I think that's what we see in the first part of the story is that we see people who are very well aware that they are in need of a savior that they are in need of a rescuer that they are in need of a deliverer and is that not who God is Is that not who God has always shown himself to be? Because the entire storyline of the Bible is that God rescues people who cannot rescue themselves. That's it. The entire story of the Bible is God stepping in and delivering people who cannot deliver themselves. Whether it be from the hands of Egypt or whether it be from exile, God has to step in and, and work and rescue people and bring them to salvation. See, I think that's who the first group of people are, or people who say, "Yeah, I've got problems. I've got issues." Anybody, you would say, "Hey, I've got some issues. It's okay. It's all right. I'm gonna hold my hands. I'm gonna have two hands up. I got issues." Your pastor has issues, right? You know, and, 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 and when I get out there trimming palm trees, I have palm tree issues, right? And uh, so, so I have issues, and there's issues that I, that, that I have to deal with. And so I think that's the first group of people that, that we would be in good company, that, that we would be this group of people say, yes, we have issues. Life is not perfect. We haven't got it all worked out, and we need a Savior. We need a rescuer. But see, there's a second group of people. And the second group of people are those who don't realize that they need to be rescued. I think that's the group of people that you find toward the end of the week. You find the group of people who are, they think everything's okay. They're the ones who said, rescue us. What what do I need to be rescued from? My life is great. My life is amazing. Actually, I like the way things are. Jesus, don't come in here messing stuff up. Uh, And that's what you find is that some people didn't like Jesus because they thought that he was going to mess up their show, that he was going to mess up what they had going on. And there's places that we will find in the Gospels that, that it says that we're we're scared that the Romans will come take away our place and our nation. They'll come take away our position in our nation. We'll come take away who we are. And so, there are some that don't realize that they need to be rescued. See, this past week, um, I went with... Uh, group of teenagers from our, our church, uh, most of them, I th- just about all you guys on this first row here went, <laughs> except for Lawson. We miss you, buddy. You can go next year, okay? Um, but just about this whole f- uh, front row went on this trip, and so we went up. Me and Raina went as kind of quote-unquote chaperones. We chaperoned the parts that we wanted to chaperone with, and then we kind of took off. So so Sunday, last Sunday morning, um, we all went to church. We went to church at the North Cleveland Church of God in Cleveland, Tennessee, and then uh, me and Reyna went our way, and we let these guys go and do their thing. And they went rafting. They went rafting on the Okoe River. Anybody been rafting on the Okoe? Yes. Come on, somebody, right? And so and so they went rafting. And so I want to show you. This is yeah. This is them. This is they had two boats. So they had two boats. They had a guy's boat and they had a girl's boat. And uh, poor Brooks. Brooks. Uh, Brooks got put in the girl's boat because he had. To, he kind of had to make sure the girls stayed together. He he was chivalrous in that. I think that's the word chivalrous, right? It, it was really cold, so he was shivering too. <laughs> shivering shivery. So uh, so this is the guy's boat, and you, you can see here, you got Adam Cardenas. Adam, there there you are, buddy. You're, you're on the front. He's smiling, buddy. He's got his paddle. He's just. Rowing down the river, right? Right beside him is Kobe. That's my son. Kobe's having a blast, right? This is Kobe's second time uh, being on the Okoi River, right? And so we went about two years ago, went with the Whitakers, and we went rafting. It was a great time. It was awesome. He, he came, oh, I love it. It was amazing. I want to do it again. So we let him do it again on this trip. The next picture shows what happened a little bit after this. Um, that was their raft. You don't see their heads anymore. I'm not even seeing smiles. I see Kobe's face, and his smile has gone away, and he's got like, oh, no, uh, this is getting rough. And actually, the boat at some point kind of dips forward like this, and Kobe tumbles out. Thanks, Adam, for grabbing my son, you know. (laughs) Did you push him? You didn't push him, did you? Okay. You might have. Okay. And so Kobe goes tumbling out the front of the boat, and at that point, it is very cold, um, and he is floating down the river, and, and he is floating in these rapids, and he realizes, I don't want to be here anymore. This is no longer fun. And so he, when he got out, when we saw him after the trip, he's like, yeah, I didn't have the, the greatest of experiences this trip. This wasn't as good as the last trip, Dad, so uh, I'm not really signing up to go back uh, because he was terrified. He thought, I'm about to drown. I'm about to lose my life. I need someone to rescue me. I need someone to save me. And I think some, they had another boat, and another boat came along. <laughs> this boat said, see you later, buddy. You're out. You're gone, <laughs> right? So the boat behind them came along and, and pulled him in and uh, got him back in with these guys. Um, and he needed, he needed someone to rescue him. See, there's a part of this river I love. And I, I love, I've been rafting on this river just several times. Um, and there's a part on this river where it gets calm. You, you, you come through the rapids, and then it gets very calm, and um, they'll let you get out of the boat and swim. Uh, if you've got a good guide, they won't even tell you that you can swim. They'll actually flip the boat and make you swim, you know? That's, that's how you know you've got a good guide. They, they say, everybody shift right. And you are you're saying you're just following your guide because he knows what he's doing, right? And so when everybody shifts right, the boat does this. And then you're thinking, oh, that was stupid. Why did I do that, <laughs> right? And you're in the water. And so this is a great place to to, to get out and, and float. But there's a point where the guide says, alright, it's time to get back in the boat. There's a point where he says, okay, this, this part's over. We're about to hit the next part. You need to get in the boat because it's, there's danger coming. And you don't want to be in the water. You don't want to be in the water when you hit um, rapids like Broken Nose, or Grumpy, or uh, was it Double Suck, or Hell's Hole. Those are the names of the rapids that are coming up. Sounds a lot of fun, right? That's where we sent your kids, okay? Um, you signed the waiver, though. Just remember that. Uh, and, and and the guides, he's going to say, hey, get in the boat. It's time for you to get in the boat. It's uh, this, The calmness is about to be over. See, and that's, that's where some people just say, oh, I'm good. I'm, life is awesome. Life is wonderful. I don't want to get back in the boat. I don't need anybody to save me. I am okay. What the God knows is at some point you're not going to be okay. At some point right now you're doing, what is it, uh, the merrily, 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 life is but a dream kind of thing. You're just in dreamland. And that's how some people are. We don't realize that we need a Savior. Sometimes we don't realize that we, just, uh, we are about to put ourselves in a situation and we need to be rescued. And, and what the, the guide knows is you need to get in the boat because there are rapids coming. You see, that's, that's what the problem is. Sometimes we're so self-sufficient. Self-sufficiency always blinds us to our need for a Savior. Self-sufficiency always blinds us when I say, I don't need anybody. I don't need a Savior. I don't need a rescuer. I'm good. I've I've got the smarts, I've got the skills, I've got the network, I've got the friends, I've got the money. I don't need anybody to rescue me. I'm good. Self-sufficiency blinds us to our need for a Savior. And so it's pride that does this. Pride will blind us. Power will blind us. There are things that will blind us to our need to say, you know what, I'm not okay. But sometimes we live in this dream world, we're just going down the river, and we think everything's all right, everything's okay. And then God will use the rapids to bring us back to reality. That's what God does. God will use rapids to bring us back to the reality to say, wow, I'm not okay. Things are not okay. And I need a rescuer. I need someone to pull me up. And that's, that's why I just want to leave you with this, this one last statement. Grace might wreck us before it rescues us. Grace might be that thing that we begin to see our true need, where we begin to see, you know what, it's, it, 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 I, I'm not good on my own. I, I can't save myself. As good as things may seem and as great as things may seem, there are still things that I can't do for myself. And sometimes we don't see that until we're dashed up on the rocks, we're crashing out of the boat. And things are tumultuous around us, and, and it seems like we may not make it. And then we realize, I need a Savior. God will use the rapids to get our attention. God will use the rapids a lot of times to wreck us so that we can understand that he wants to rescue us ultimately, that he wants to pull us in the boat. And the thing about a rescuer, the thing about the person who had to pull Kobe in, whoever that person was that was not in your boat, whoever that person was, they had to get over the side of the boat. They had to reach down into the water, and they had to grab Kobe by the life jacket, and they had to yank him up on top of them because he couldn't get in the boat himself. And that's what a Savior does. A Savior gets dirty with us. A Savior gets down with us. There's a story that I'm reminded of. Pastor Trent, you can come play. There's a story that I'm reminded of. There was this guy who was walking down the street and he fell into this hole. He fell into this the shaft. I got a lot of, I got a lot of stories this morning about people falling into holes. Right? Be careful out there. This guy falls into a hole though, and uh, he's he's down there and he's like, "Hello, is anybody up there?" You know? And this doctor comes by. This doctor comes by and hears him crying out. And he looks down. And he says, "Can I help you?" He's like, "Yeah, I need some help. Can you help me?" He's like, "Sure. I'm a doctor." takes out a piece of paper and a pencil and he writes a prescription and drops it down the hole and says see you later and goes on about his way the guy says this is not helpful to me I need help next guy that comes by is a priest and obviously the priest hears him the priest looks down the hole he says hey he says, do you need some help he's like yes I need some help can you please help me the priest says yeah I can help you so the priest pulls out a piece of paper and a pen and he writes out a prayer and he drops it down in a hole and walks on his way This is no help to me Finally he hears somebody else And it's his friend Joe And Joe hears him crying out From the hole And he says hey man He He says you need help He's like yeah I need help Joe Can you help me out And Joe says sure And Joe takes a big leap And jumps down into the hole with him And his buddy looks at him And says Joe why did you do that Why did you jump down into the hole with me he says, "Listen, man, it's okay." He's like, "I've been here before. I know the way out." And that's, when I when I thought about that, I thought about, "That's great," because every one of us in here, we feel like we're in a hole. There are times in life we feel like that we're looking up to see bottom. That's how far down we've gotten. But we have a Savior who has jumped down with us. We have a Savior and a King who has jumped down with us, and He knows the way out. And he says, don't worry, I know how to to get out of here. I know what you need. See, we have the kind of God that just doesn't sit on a throne and say, well, that's too bad, you got yourself into this, you need to get yourself out. We've got the kind of God that over and over and over and over and over, he has proved that he is the kind of God who rescues people. He is the kind of God who reaches out, who steps down. And Jesus is the ultimate reality of that. Because Jesus left all of heaven's glory and came and got dirty with us. Jesus got out of the boat and got wet so that he could pull us up. Jesus got into the mud with us. This stuff, this this stuff that you think your life is messed up, you think that you're too far gone for Jesus to do anything for you, you are exactly who Jesus came for. You're exactly who Jesus was looking for. He says, I've got to go. I can't leave him in that state. I've got to get out of the boat. And so this morning, we have a God. We have a Savior. We have a King who stepped out of heaven, who stepped into our mess to pull us up, to pull us out to say, you need a rescuer. I will be your rescuer. Anybody this morning, you would just say with me, I need a Savior. I need a rescuer. I need a rescuer. See, guys, I'm your pastor, but I need a rescuer. I'm not good enough to save myself. Even on my best day, I'm still far away. I need Jesus every day. I need Jesus more today than I did yesterday. And so this morning, this morning we get that chance. We get that chance to say, Jesus saved me. Because that's what he came to do. To rescue every one of us. To save us from the things that we see. And even sometimes the things we haven't seen yet. come and save us from the things that we know and even sometimes the things where we don't even see that we need saving. He sees it. He knows it. And a lot of times that's being saved even from our very self because we make bad choices, bad decisions. Let's just call it what it is. We sin. And sometimes we don't do it on purpose and sometimes we do it on purpose. Sometimes we make the choice to do it. And Jesus says, Whether you're in, whichever group you're in, whether you're in the first part of the week group, you're you're there, you know that you need help, I'm here. I'll get on a cross for you. Even if you're in that group, says I'm okay, I'm all right. Even if you don't see it, He sees it. And He is willing to die for you. He was willing to die for that group that would put Him on the cross at the end of the week. He was willing to give His body. He was willing to shed His blood. He was willing to give up everything, everything in Him so that you could have life. So this morning, with heads bowed, with heads bowed, and you just, you're here this morning, you just say, you just raise your hand, I need a Savior. I need a Savior. If that's you, just let that Thank you need a Savior. maybe, Maybe this morning, it's not that you don't know Jesus. It's that there's so much surrounding you and you feel like you've fallen out and you're in the rapids. You just say, I'm just surrounded by so much trying to drown me. I'm surrounded by so much trying to pull me down. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Maybe that's the prayer. The only prayer you know to pray today is to say, Jesus, Jesus, I need you morning that's the prayer we pray Lord Jesus we need you we need you now Lord Jesus we need you to save us we need you to rescue us not just from hell but we need you to rescue us from the things that we choose to do on a daily basis that would shortcut our destiny that would self-destruct in our life Lord save us even from our own bad choices save us from our pride Save us from the things, Lord, that that are glittery and and appeal to us. Save us from the, the things that we think that we want. And it's really not what we need. Save us from that. But this morning, I pray you would rescue us. We need your rescue. Be the rescuer for us. That's our prayer this morning, Lord. That's our prayer. Stand with me. Let's sing this song together.